0: welcome to lombardi's legends podcast dane and wags is here as well and today we have an awesome guest green bay packers offensive tackle travis bruffy and uh, wags uh he was just a fun guy to talk to wasn't he
1: yeah, absolutely. Got uh, quite a personality. But more importantly, um, I think he's someone that we're going to want to watch for. Um, certainly as an undrafted guy, nothing's ever guaranteed. But uh, with some of the turnover that we had in this offensive line group, uh, this is uh, is someone that comes in uh, in his time in, at Texas Tech. He started a ton of games, uh, was a captain both his junior and senior season. So, uh, you know, just a smart, bright guy, um, you know, talked about how uh, closely he tries to model his game and and really uh, work through some of the fundamentals to to maximize uh, his ability as a player. So um, I think uh, he's someone that has his head on uh, straight uh, for sure and uh, uh, is ready to come in and compete for an opportunity.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a great guy in the locker room, too. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he talked about um, – you know what struck me, and I'm not going to quote him, but he talked – made a really interesting distinction about following versus leading and uh, the time and place for that that y'all are really going to want to listen to. I thought it was pretty inspiring stuff. And, um, you know, he's just going to be one of those guys that, Wags, we didn't draft an offensive tackle, uh, you know, so – I think that there's real opportunity for him to go ahead and earn a spot, not only on the practice squad, but really, I think, on the 53-man roster. And uh, with the mentality I think he's bringing in, he kind of fits the vibe of what the Green Bay Packers like to get out of their offensive linemen. Leadership qualities, smart football player, and the guy is going to, you know, uh, not afraid to knock some people on the ground. So, I, folks, just sit back, relax, listen to this interview with Travis Bruffy. Uh, who, you know, your newest Green Bay Packer offensive tackle. And, 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 you know, I think you're going to be as enthralled as we were. <music> oh.
1: Oh. 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 Close only counts in horseshoes and hand
2: grenades. place in
1: Lambeau. It's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. you got to feel it in your Joining us now is Travis Bruffy, our newest offensive tackle and member of the Green Bay Packers. So Travis, thank you very much, first of all, for joining us this evening. And we always like to ask all of our guests, what is it like to be a Green Bay Packer?
2: Well, just first off, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really pl- privilege to be here talking to you all and talking to all the fans out there. Um, I can just start by saying uh, it's just, I mean, honestly surreal. I don't think, I think like, as a kid, you grew up just uh, idolizing a, f- a couple organizations across sport, regardless football, baseball, soccer, you know, stick and puck, whatever, y'all, whatever it is. There is certain logos that just have this different aura about it. And uh, the Green Bay Packers definitely Definitely one of those teams, and uh, to think that you know this kid, who's you know the entire on the other side of the country, never even been that far north, is is has a chance to make a name for himself in that great city of Green Bay for such a legendary team. I don't think there's a better place or a better opportunity for anyone in my position. I'm sure would make it last as long as possible.
0: Travis, you sound like a, you're already a, you're already on board, man. You sound like Wags and I when we talk about the team. So we love it. Um, oh so- gosh. <laughs> uh so question for you then i mean you, you mentioned that you had an opportunity probably to sign with an awful lot of teams after the draft what made you want to come to green bay were there other teams in the running you know just kind of curious of what your mentality was or what made you want to land in green bay as a as a position piece here
2: right i mean uh i mean that they there's options at any different, you know, in different paths you take, there's going to be options in life. And I think that you really got to prioritize what you want out of certain things. And what I wanted to be a part of was something bigger than myself, something bigger where, you know, it's, I'm not just another undrafted free agent. It's going to roll through the cracks. I want to look, look for one, uh, an organization that a culture that meant something. And like I said earlier in my introduction, that there's no better place, you know, no better culture than, than in green Bay. Um, plus, I mean, you watch Monday night games or Sunday night games, the nationally televised games, you'd see Lambeau Field going crazy. Um, and just some of the stadiums I had to play in, in college, I understood how much of the home field advantage really meant to some teams. And uh, to be a part of the best fan base, um, you know, a, a fan base that literally owns a team, I, there's no other place like it in sport. So uh, you look at the culture, look at the people that I know that have played for them, uh, for, for us now. and. They have nothing but great things to say about it. There's a standard of excellence around the program. Um, Just the fans love it. They're a nationwide team. Like I said, no better place to be. I'm super honored to be a part of it.
1: That's fantastic. I I mean, we agree, of course. Um, Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit on what the whole process was uh, leading up to um, selecting the Packers as the team that you were going to sign with as an undrafted free agent? Because I know you've only gone through this once. But I have to imagine that, you know, your agent and folks that you were talking to must have been talking about how different this process probably was compared to in in most years.
2: Right. Um, I mean, it's super quick. Uh, Like I said, literally in in a matter of a couple minutes, um, you feel six or seven different phone calls and the decisions made within five minutes after that. So uh you know i watched every pick um uh, i mean obviously i knew i wasn't going to go in the first night but you still watch it you, you sit on your couch the same spot because i'm pretty superstitious um uh, on the same spot for three days x amount of hours uh just sitting there uh just just trying to keep my nerves down being like oh what i i, I blocked that trying not to get caught up that. but um uh, you know People make decisions and all that stuff. And um, I'm just fortunate enough that at the end of the day, I had the decision to be in the best place for me. I made that decision. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is very different, especially because of this year, the way things worked out. I didn't get a chance to have a pro day. Um, I didn't get invited to any bowl games or didn't get a combine invite. It was just all of what the conversations I had with coaches and the film that I put out my senior year and, and years before. And uh, very fortunate that there were people that believed in me just from the, that tape. And uh, I did everything I could in my power to make sure I had an opportunity. I'm very fortunate that I have it now.
0: And did you <laughs> I have um, close contact with the Packers? Now, did you think that that might be an option as the as it was unfolding, uh, you know, leading up to it? Had you been talking with the coaching staff, the front office, or was it a bit of a surprise when they called? You know, just curious uh, where that was on your part? Uh, I team. mean,
2: I, I've been in contact with them um, just leading up to like round, but. Like, I guess around the first uh, – about a week or two before the draft, I talked to them a pretty pretty fair amount. And then the relationship really started building the week of draft, draft week where you just kind of – I locked in with a couple coaches and got in good contact with them, started talking schematics, things like that. So um, it was really great. They were actually the first team, I believe, that reached out to my high school and kind of got some past intel on me, which, like, meant the world to me. I honestly didn't think I'd get a shot playing at this level. Um, until really late in the process. I was just, you know, going out there, giving it everything I got, treating every game like it could be my last um, at Tech. And then I started, you know, hearing about my high school coach texting me, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, the great Green Bay just asked for this questionnaire about you or something from them. And I was like, from then on, I just said, this is what I'm doing. Everything I got prioritized, start looking at training facilities, things like that. And, um, you know, like I said, first team to reach out, last place I'm going. I'm very happy for it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how well you've gotten to know some of your new teammates, but we were just uh, really, it was very clear how much uh, the Packers front office puts an emphasis on some of the intangibles uh, that uh, you and and some of those uh, guys are bringing. Can you talk a little bit about what leadership means to you and what some of the other intangibles um, that you might be bringing to the organization?
2: Right. Um, well, I can tell you, I mean, just, I don't mean to sound philosophical or anything. I think leadership in a sense, um, is a buzzword and it's overused and it's, it's preached a lot. Um, no one really teaches you how to lead because not enough people learn how to lead through being a follower first. Um, there's no good leader that's ever come out of anything No successful leader that's not followed a good, a better leader than themselves at one point. So, um, Leadership to me, and I, I mean, I've been in different leadership roles throughout my life and in, in different facets um, on and off the field. And the best thing that I've learned through it is that early on in the process of whatever you know I was embarking on to sit there and realize that there are people in front of you, uh, whether it be on the depth chart, whether it be executives at a, at a company or people that work on the staff, follow their footsteps because they're where you want to be. And then learn from that. And then use your own God-given ability uh, to interpret situations, to talk to people, to build off of the things you liked about their leadership style. But like I said, you can't be a leader. You can't be a leader unless you were once a follower. And you have to follow the right leaders to then be a good leader yourself. So it means a lot to me. Um, I think that some of the issues that we've ran in the past teams that I've been a part of is that everyone wanted to be a leader and not everyone was a good leader. And no one, there was too many leaders that no one knew who to follow. Who to follow. Um, and uh, like I said, leadership's overpreached, and it's not taught enough to, to then take a step back and know who to follow, learn uh, why they're good leaders, why they're good at what they do. Um, and that's just something I think that a lot more people need to do. And uh, like I said, as an undrafted rookie, I have no choice but to follow. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to come in and I'm very fortunate in this position to be part of the brief amount of interaction with my, my new teammates. They're all great people. They're veterans on the offensive line, the best offensive line in the country.
0: That I get to learn from,
2: that I get to to sit there and watch them work. Uh, I always follow them. I'll probably annoy them uh, just how much I follow them, but that's not that's not my problem. I'm just here to, to make a team and, and fill a role. And if they can be as annoyed as possible with that, they want with me. But uh, uh, like I said, I'm just trying to follow and and then hopefully be a leader myself one day.
0: Yeah, hey, so- Travis, I really appreciate that. And uh, there's no doubt a, a great number of veteran players on this Packer offensive line across the board Uh, you you touched on a a very briefly that you've had a little bit of contact with them have you had much conversation with David Bakhtiari I mean one of the premier left tackles in all football and I imagine the guy that you're really going to want to be keeping an eye out for
2: well absolutely I haven't talked to him Um, I don't think he probably doesn't know who I am Um, but I promise you like, like you just spoke on he is the 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 pinnacle of the position. Uh, he is, um, you know, done done great things. Uh, not for the Packers, for the position. Just really redefining what it means to be a left tackle in the league. Uh, I'm going to be as learn as much if you know David willing to let me listen and and uh, learn from him as much as possible. That's something I plan on doing. Uh, he has a very unique way of, of playing the game, and I think that's what makes him so great. Uh, I've actually studied him for. I guess years before I even knew I was going to be playing in the, football, in the National Football League, uh, before I even had the chance to probably shake hands with them Yeah, You know, I just, you know, very, really, really, uh, you know, like I said, the pinnacle of the position and really fortunate to get a chance to learn from them.
1: Yeah, and I was going to ask, too, um, what's been going on with some of the OTAs and what what has that been like? I mean, you're trying to get everything installed and, and uh, bring everyone up to speed, so... um can you walk us through kind of what the coaches have been doing to keep you guys engaged and, um, and try to bring you along without obviously being there live in person and getting those reps?
2: Right. And it's just going through a playbook and learning that playbook and the understanding, well, first off, you install the, the culture and the standard of the team as best you can through, um, through an iPad. And then after that you install your playbook. And it's, it's polar opposite from any offense I've ever ran before. I've never taken a snap out of a three-point stance, for instance. Uh, never used a fullback in any offense. Uh, so you can imagine I've never ran, you know, power eye, nothing like that, which is the backbone of the Green Bay Packer offense. So OTAs, essentially, my, my goal was to know it well enough to when I get called on, I don't embarrass myself in front of guys getting paid a lot more money than I am. So uh, I did that. Uh, I, you know, I think I did that, hopefully, well enough to – you know have a, at least feeling good standing coming to training camp but you know that that didn't stop there at OTA so, uh, I'm still setting the playbook every day just trying to make sure that when it's time to go live my mind's not getting ahead of my feet I mean we'll just move as fast as possible and play the game that I love
0: and do you know if the the team is from a role perspective are you looking right tackle I know you played an awful lot of left tackle in college, uh, you know, what, what does that look like? or Is that something you're still feeling out with the organization? Because I know the Packers really pride themselves on having uh, offensive linemen that can play multiple positions. So it was kind of curious uh, what your role is looking like right now.
2: Right. Um, you know, I think I think right now I was told that we're focusing most on the tackles, left and right, swing tackle okay. position. I'm not in a position to be picky at all. Um, like I said, I don't have a preference. I want to fill whatever role needed. I'll tell my pun if I had to um, <laughs> do whatever I got to do to, uh, to just, you know, help the team out as much as possible. But I'm trying to learn all five positions of the offensive line just in case something happens because you really never know, um, you know, just uh, have a little baseline understanding of the center calls and, and how I could possibly, you know, learn from Corey, if I got a chance to have a conversation with them and just be conversational at all five positions um, just in case something happens. But right now it's looking mostly like a swing tackle. Um, or whatever role that may be.
1: So I think you just touched on a couple of the things that would answer this question, but a lot of the guys that we found that come in and are battling to make the roster, they have a very defined or clear plan or blueprint for what they're trying to do. Uh, What would you say your plan is for success uh, in year one?
2: Oh, wow. I would love to hear the answers that you got to that question, because I don't think there might be a tougher question to ask someone in my position. But, um, I would say, I think a lot of people, um, you come from, and obviously everyone that's at this position gets the got, got accolades at the previous level in college. They were probably, you know, had a guaranteed spot or at some point in their life, they had job security and it's easy to kind of understand or let that become the standard that you're accepting. And uh, like I said, my, my plan going into training camp is to find the role and excel at it, whatever role that might be. Um, I want to, I don't, I mean, building the, the number, whatever, my number on my jersey, building the name on the back of my, my jersey, that has time. But right now, my priority is to fill the role the Packers assigned to me and to excel at it to the best of my ability. Um, and not lose focus of that, not lose focus of if I get beaten a pass rush rep by you know, an eight year veteran. Uh, I'm not kicking, kicking rock and get down on myself. I understand, um, that, you know, there's many different snaps that you're going to have every day, um, to keep your head up, to progress every single day, to learn from the people that are ahead of you and to, again, understand that role, excel at it, and never be complacent with that role either. And always trying to be pushing it, pushing it, pushing it to get to where you want to be.
0: Now, are there other players – you mentioned Bakhtiari, uh, you know, growing up a little bit watching him. Are there other players you've modeled your game after or looked up to uh, just as a player? You know, I think for, for some Packer fans, uh, training camp is going to be some of the first times they've seen you play uh, the, the game of football. So kind of curious if there's guys you've modeled your game after. Um,
2: I mean, obviously uh, – I, I wouldn't say I've modeled my game off of uh... – because I would be insulting him. But uh, I definitely have tried to learn from him as much as possible. Um, you know, Lane Taylor, another Texas boy, I uh, got yes. to watch him play a little bit in college. You know, big bulldog, you know, the physical he brings to the game. I, I watched him on film, of course. Um, in high school, my freshman year, I was a kicker. I remember the very, I got like my freshman team, so I watched a little bit of Mason Crosby kick a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I guess I might have modeled a little. Uh, right-footed stroke from or something like that but you know, honestly uh, there's so many people out there across so many different teams that uh, you watch and you're like wow that's crazy that's crazy he has that great technique or he can move like that or, and he just crazy he gets in that position it's, it's, it's insane now it's my chance to do it so I've pulled as much much knowledge as I can off of how much tape I've watched and uh, at this point hopefully people are modeling their game after me one day.
1: So I, I don't mean to make light of this but I'm, I, of course, I'm not. Forgive me, but um, we not. We want nothing to happen to Mason Crosby. But could you still kick if 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 we're called upon? Because emergency kicker is always a another way to potentially make the roster, right?
2: I mean. Uh, listen, I, I will buy y'all <laughs> all dinner if I kick a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> what well, uh, what a
1: story I'm, that would be, though. I mean, uh, offensive tackle comes in as emergency kicker.
2: Yes, y'all would have the breaking news story. Y'all have the the, the generational headline that y'all did. Y'all called it, but um, you know, if that, if, yeah, if it came to that, uh, you know, it's been a real smoofoo. Right? I, think, I, I think I'm saying that saying right, but it is. It would really uh, be something if that happened.
0: And, you know, so coming from Texas, you've probably played in an awful lot of hot games before and hot practices. Uh, I I can't even imagine. What's the coldest you've played in before? Because I don't know if you've heard, but Lambo gets a little bit chilly uh, come December and January, and we're expecting you all to be playing deep into January again this year.
2: Right. Uh, Well, I've been in some uh, cold games. i never played in the snow. Um, But Kansas State in my junior year, actually – I played in two what will be classified as you know very cold games single digit um, and yeah single digit games, um, both of which I've lost so I haven't won in the cold, but we're gonna change that um, Kansas state Manhattan Kansas uh, late November my junior year I think the on field temperature was like eight five feels, feels like five because it was raining and windy um, I like had that sleet coming down and then Ames Iowa my freshman year um, gosh that was miserable i didn't think it could get colder than that um but i think it was also wet and rainy um at about like a feels like temperature of maybe seven or something like that but you know i know it gets colder than that i know i don't know what snow feels like i actually really only seen snow a couple times in my life so uh, it'll be pretty interesting to play in it and then be it be commonplace in, in the place that you're living did you wear sleeves in those cold weather games or no sleeves Uh, Oh, that's insulting that you asked that. (laughs) What do you think?
0: (laughs) I don't think you wore sleeves, man. Uh,
2: No, I wanted to. Actually, uh, gosh, I wanted to. But, uh, you know, it's all part of the image. (laughs)
0: Yeah, don't
1: don't try it uh, in Green Bay I can tell you that You'll get some hazing coming your way If you even try it
2: um, no, I no, no, I know better than
1: I. <laughs> um, So I, I don't want to make this a, a, An uncomfortable question Because I don't normally do this But um, With the hair, man You've got a striking resemblance I don't know if you've heard the name Mark Tauser. Um He was a, a, another former Packer right tackle was drafted very late in the seventh round is now in the Packer hall of fame. Um, you know, you look like a young Mark Toucher, I just have to say, um, so I'm not sure if you know who he is, but I just wanted to reassure you that the Packers do have a history of, um, You know, it doesn't matter if you're drafted, where you're drafted, um, all kinds of positions. If you can play and you can be a strong contributor to the organization, you're going to get every opportunity. So we're really excited because um, when we look at the depth chart and and who we're bringing in, we've got a lot of talent. Yes. But I think, um, you know, with the experience that you have uh, coming out of Texas Tech, uh, you've you've got a really, really nice opportunity here. Uh, so you've got to feel pretty good about that, too.
2: Well, I appreciate that. And I'm glad you reassured that my hair isn't going unnoticed. Um, but uh, <laughs> I actually just had there with my family, and they were almost trying to convince me to cut it. But, yeah, it's a very – first off, having long hair, especially at this length, is terrible. It's, 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 it's invariable. because it's not quite to the point where it's cool, and it's way past the awkward stage. So it's just looks <laughs> like, like this John Lennon, you know, hybrid – situation <laughs> but, um, uh, like you said you know, I'm very fortunate to be in this position I really do trust that um, you know they do provide opportunities as you see I mean there's I think there's five four or five maybe my numbers off but offensive line on the depth chart that went undrafted uh, from previous years so they give them the shots um, that's all I asked for I'm not asking for nothing anything else but a shot and they're giving me that and that's that's all I'm asking for and take advantage of it to the best of my ability that's all I know how to do so um hopefully there'll have another person with the same hairstyle one day in the packer hall of fame but right now it's making a 53 or 55 now or or whatever i can do
0: <clears throat> and, and you've been super generous with your time but i i gotta ask you um what kind of music are you into uh you know hype up music music in the weight room just cruising around you know what what, what are you into to, uh right now oh
2: no you know what i i'm not really big into I mean, there's time and place for hype up music, but pregame, um, I actually would listen to like Chopin and and like classical music to try and clear my head. Um, just to, I love the the scenes in, in movies where there's mayhem around them, but there's like that silent serenity that that character possesses. I always feel like those are the most powerful moments in cinema. And uh, you know, who doesn't want your life to be a little bit like Braveheart? So um, I try to try to stay as as calm as possible most of the time. Um, but then again, uh, there are times where, you know, you just don't want to work out and you got to get something going. And usually it's like uh, some, some, I don't know how you would say it, not dance music, but like some club music or whatever, the, the fist pump and Jersey Shore type stuff that gets me going. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get made fun of because of that, but I, I would not dare lie to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you say cinema, are you a movie guy then too? Or what What, what are you into? What kind of movies? Uh, yeah. I would say I'm, I,
2: I was much more of a movie guy early on in college, and then uh, priorities caught up to me. Um, but uh, I used to be a part of the Lubbock Film Club, where we'd go and watch, like, Russian movies or, or things like that and got to see some movies early. But, again, priorities caught up to me. Um, I love all types of movies. I, my, my girlfriend is really big into rom-coms. I'm not very big into rom-coms. Um, so I'd say it's the only genre of movie I'm not too fond of. But I love me a good thriller. I love me a psychological thriller. Anything that twists you up, like one of my favorite movies of all time, well, I, every college kid's going to say Pulp Fiction, but I would say Seven or Memento or something like that where you know, it gets your mind working a little bit, and then just, boom, punch you
0: right in the kisser to finish it off. Yeah, what's in the box, Travis? Oh. Yeah, and I'm,
1: I'm just picturing <laughs> not just your off-season program. You know, you're – listening to Fur Elise and it's like the recreation of the opening scene in *Inglorious Bastards. Uh, you're just <laughs> <of chopping> wood. <laughs> you know um, but anyway uh, no I and nothing after that is reality but uh, yeah, calm before the storm if you will.
2: Yeah. Well *Inglorious Bastards I hope you don't associate me with that movie after this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> not nope. at all, man. Uh, it's not. No, uh, that was uh, that was a deep pull So uh, any, anyway, Travis, um, we don't want to take up any more of your time. I think I've officially taken us off the rails here. So. <laughs> um, really, really, really do appreciate having you on. Um, would love to talk to you again sometime down the road. Uh, but if we don't have an opportunity to do that, uh, really want to wish you the best of luck uh, heading into training camp and, and hopefully beyond.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, I'd love to, you know, talk with you all again, if uh, God willing or not. But, yeah, thank you so much again for your time and uh, wishing you all the best.
1: Yep. And we Thanks, always Travis. like to close it with a Go Pack Go. So if you want to give us a Go Pack Go, we'll uh, close it off on that.
2: Well, Go Pack Go then.
0: <laughs> go Pack Go.
2: <laughs> go Pack Go. <laughs>
0: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, Travis.
2: Thank you all again. Take care.